0: I actually talked to a woman in Canada and she's like, I don't like you. I didn't like reading it. I threw it across the room. I wanted to burn it. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Thanks. And she's like, but then I kept going. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then she said, i read the whole book. And then I read it again. And it, it is exactly what I needed. And she said, it was so good and so timely that after I read it, I gave it to my pastor and he read it and i was like oh that is
1: amazing from hope made strong this is the care ministry podcast a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip your team and strengthen hope. I'm Laura Howe, and welcome to the Care Ministry podcast. On the show today, we are going to be talking about women in ministry leadership with Melissa Mashburn. Now, the other day, my 89-year-old grandma came over to have tea and came for a visit. She is so sweet, such a godly woman, but yet so spunky at the same time. She was encouraging me and saying that she wasn't surprised that Hope Made Strong is growing because as a child, I was always busy and pushing the limits. And once again, she shared stories that I've heard a thousand times, but of course it's my grandma and I nod and I smile. And she was sharing how I was a very, let's say spirited child when I was young, constantly into things and pushing my family's buttons and boundaries to the limit. And then I shared with her that as a young woman, I actually really struggled with thinking that leadership and having a strong voice was not for me as a Christian woman. In fact, I tried to suppress my personality and I tried to fit into that nice mold created for young Christian women in the 90s. And she just nodded and listened compassionately. Then she shared that for most of her life, she thought that being quiet and introverted was a hindrance and a negative character trait. She said that she wished she was more outspoken and direct. But it wasn't until later in her life that God showed her that she too is valuable in design in such a unique and and very intentional way that she can offer ministry and leadership as a quiet introvert. And then she offered me encouragement that I too was designed and created in a unique way with gifts and abilities to lead. We're all leaders, quiet and bold. But that we should all do it unto the Lord, being willing to submit to his will, not letting fear nor pride get in the way. So good. But she's so wise. And when speaking with many of you, I'm hearing similar stories, that you kind of fell into care ministry and as a ministry leader, that many of you feel disqualified or not suited for this work. And yet here you are, leading and serving exactly how God designed you to be. And Melissa Mashburn is all too familiar with this feeling as well. She was born in Kentucky, raised in South Florida, and now back in Kentucky again, and has been serving and leading in ministry for over 20 years. And her unique leadership journey began when she was a young adult, new in her faith, and feeling unqualified and out of place. Having not grown up in the church, Melissa gave her life to the Lord after she was married and pregnant with her first child. Overwhelmed with the responsibility of it all, she cried out to God and has never looked back. The change in her life was major, and she attributes her growth to mentors and the community that came alongside her.
0: You know, I think I've always had mentors in my life at different stages and seasons. I think even before I was a Christian, um, I come from a family of very strong women And so the women, just my grandmother, the matriarch of the family, um, she ended up being a single mom of eight kids right after the depression. Her husband died and just watching her life, working three jobs, raising these kids, having all of these grandkids and everybody was always, and it it never seemed like she lacked, she didn't lack anything. And so um, she was a very key mentor in my life. My mom I think spiritually it's funny because my mother in law, and I talk about this even in the book, my mother in law was the first person that gave me a Bible. And this was before I asked Jesus in my heart. So it was actually for my 21st birthday. And I remember going, why doesn't your mom like me? Why is she giving me (laughs) that? Does she think I'm a terrible person? Pretty much. (laughs) And and so, and no, I mean, you know, she's praying for her son's intended. And I get it now as a mom and somebody that's older, but as a young woman, I didn't understand. And so I I would just keep it out. And so when they came over, it was out. And, and, (laughs) but that's, what God ended up using in that time while I'm newly married and now I'm pregnant and, and all of these things are happening. And so then I would open up the Bible and I would start reading it and I would start asking my husband questions. And I'm like, what about this? And what about that? And he's like, you don't know that. And I'm like, no, I didn't grow up with this Bible. Like I, and he's like, well, where are you? And like Genesis he goes, don't start in Genesis. So uh, just Learning all the things, but she planted that seed by giving me that Bible. And so mm-hmm. for a very long season, um, she was a mentor to me just by her walk in her faith, in her obedience um, and stuff like that. And it's so crazy because it was not a, um, it was a little bit of a bumpy start to our relationship because I wasn't a believer. Mm-hmm. And now I'm leading her son you know, down a horrible path apparently, <laughs> and so it was. It was not a "oh, welcome to the family." It was like, "oh, great, this, this is going to be a mess." And so we had a lot of friction, and it's it's so, it, it's so crazy and awesome and amazing to see how God redeemed that rough start. And she mm-hmm. is now, and it's in the book also, she's now one of my biggest cheerleaders and encouragers and, mm-hmm. and the person that, that continues to push me forward in faith. Like you can do this. God's got something big, keep going, keep going. Like, I'm so proud of you. I've seen it. I, and so she was, um, a big or is she's still around uh, a <laughs> big mentor in my life. And then along the way. Um, strategically investing in, in relationships, which is, I, I talk about this, about finding your community, Strategic, uh, investing in relationships that are going to be life-giving and encouraging and, mm-hmm. and spurring me on. So I've, I've always looked for some of those key people in my life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so valuable. when we don't really necessarily understand the value that they're adding to us when we're young right? We don't see. And I look back when in my younger years, there was this couple that were so influential in my life looking back. But in the moment, I just thought they were youth leaders. I just thought they were people that I babysat their kids and then they hung out and drove me places. But I look back and think, wow they were so intentional at finding space and opportunity Mm. i remember doing random things like oh they had to go to walmart so i would just go along with them and now i think about it as a mom and i'm like whoa i had no like they were busy people but they always created space Mm -hmm. and i never valued that when i was young but now i look back and i was like man that was so key in 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 growing yeah well, and even
0: looking back, don't you see? Like, it doesn't have to be something monumental or complicated. It's come along, come with. Let's yeah. go to Walmart or be a part. Or yeah. it's just inviting you in, and yeah. it's not about this whole twelve-step discipleship program and all these other things. Those are important. I'm not negating that. Yeah. But I'm saying when it when it comes to mentoring people and and pouring into them, it doesn't have to be complicated.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Take the pressure off, right? If you're making mm-hmm. dinner, just have someone be chopping the veggies beside you. And that's amazing. Yeah. 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 So good. So good. I would love to hear your story of leadership in ministry. So if you are newly married, you know, just giving your heart to Jesus, had a new baby, that's a lot for a young person. Um, so tell me where your ministry work started and what that journey was like.
0: Yeah, it is pretty, um, it's funny because at times you feel like it's totally random, but you, in hindsight, you know, it's totally God and there 100%. is no random and he orchestrates all things in such a beautifully complicated way that we could never do on our own. So the fact that he chose me and called me to ministry, full-time professional ministry is, is it's laughable at times <laughs> coming from where I've come from in, in my life lack of experience at the time but I it was it was in the late 1990s so I'm totally putting an age on myself here but it was the i I'm, I'm with you <laughs> it was the late 1990s and now as a young mom I've got kids and and I've got questions and I'm like I'm going to church I gotta you know I'm gonna do this and it was in that that season of, of being a young mom, my, my kids are two years apart. So having, you know, two littles preschoolers with me, uh, dropping them off and then just seeing the exasperated preschool workers or the preschool director. And she's like, Hey, you guys want to do this? And they're like, no, (laughs) no, we don't. (laughs) To, you know, that was the first ask. And then it was, Hey, you know, we could really use some help. That was the second ask. And then by by the third ask to serve, okay, we'll do this once a month and we can help out. It's how we can give back. And that's actually how I got started is just being around. Well, then my husband and I would serve together in the three-year-olds. And actually to this day, and he's been professional ministry as well. So he's been an executive pastor and a coach and all these things. And to this day, he still says that some of his funnest and most fond memories were when we were serving in the three-year-old class together because that's awesome. there's just so much joy and just excitement. And it's simple. And so we, we started serving once a month and, and then, you know, I, God made me a leader, wired me that way. It took me a long time to kind of own that, but I would, why are we doing this? Why are we that? Why don't we do this? And what if we reorchestrated the schedule that it made sense? And it, you know, so then I'm doing all these things and they're like, Hey, you want a job? I was gonna say You worked yourself into a I job, did. I myself in it, but it, I just saw things that weren't working and right. I couldn't keep doing them some janky way. And so I'm like, Hey, have you thought about, it? and they're like, Hey, have you thought about, it? and that, I mean, it, that's funny, but it was definitely more than that. But essentially that's how I was asked to, to join the ministry team at at this church in Fort Lauderdale. And, um, honestly, I, I didn't, I didn't really even know what I was signing up for at the time. Mm. And I didn't understand the weight of the responsibility of the call of, of being on staff of what that meant, how that would affect every, every circle of my life. Mm. Um, and not just in the moment, but long-term. But God, two favorite words together. Mm-hmm. Um, but God just said, do this. And I did that. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand it, but I did it. And that's kind of how it all began, was just that willingness to to go where I didn't know and didn't understand.
1: And it, it was a step of faith, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was this... And- and that and through ministry, there's so many challenges. There's so many highs and lows. There's so many self-discovery moments um, huh. happen. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh, it's so much because you're being challenged to go outside of your comfort zone almost constantly. Yeah, <laughs> relying on God every step of the way, and and you know, and challenged. Okay who am I and what do I believe and, and where is this going is all kind of just Mm. this walk of faith that can be really, really tricky. Did you experience that? (laughs) One thousand percent. Honestly,
0: everything you said, I'm like, yep, yep. Did that, did that. Um, It is, it's messy and it's complicated. You're, you're dealing with people and people Mm -hmm. at their highest of highs and their lowest of lows And honestly, you're also dealing with yourself and and figuring yourself out. And and again, I was, ai am in my twenties at this point and I've got two little kids. Um, They're a little older at this, by the time I actually went on staff, uh, they were nine and seven. So they weren't, they were still little to me, but they weren't little, little like preschool any longer. And you're still figuring out how to be a mom, how to be a wife, and, and now how to be a ministry leader. And it, it the, uh, honestly it's one of the reasons I wrote the book it's yeah. because I learned the hard way everything everything in the book is everything I learned the hard way because it was not having a good understanding of who I was not having a good understanding of who I was in Christ not having a good understanding of the balance of ministry and family of and then at that time also my husband was called into ministry and he became a pastor so then I became a pastor's wife and I was definitely not prepared for that and the layer of complication that was added on my shoulder because of that so it it, it yeah it's It's, it's messy and complicated. And honestly, if, if you don't have a a good understanding of who you are in Christ and you're not solidly stuck in, in, in it with him, um, I don't want to say it'll mess you up but it'll, it'll certainly wreck you.
1: Yeah. Break it down. Yeah, it will. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Several
0: times over, that's me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the that's the faithfulness of God is that yeah, it will break you down, but God, yeah, that, those two words but God, but that's not the end, nope. You know, for people who are listening and they feel in this moment that they are broken down, that the complexities and the disappointments and the frustrations or even resentments that can creep in when you're mm-hmm. serving and caring and supporting and, and your life is, you know, into other, in other people's, yeah. like enmeshed with other people, I should say, then it could feel like it breaks you down. But that doesn't have to be the end. It certainly no. is not the end for it- sure.
0: It never is. And I think that's yeah. what the beauty is. It just feels like it at the time. I, yeah. It feels like it's the end. It feels like there's no hope. It feels like, and you know, in your head, you like, you know that you know that there <laughs> is hope, but your yeah. heart, and I, I've talked about this a lot lately, the head and the heart, I know they're only 12 inches apart, but your head knows, but your heart is like, hurt and broken and sad. Mm -hmm. And so there's this disconnect in the language between the two at the time. And I can remember very vividly, um, a season where I I felt like I was in, I felt like I was in the prime of my ministry career. Things were moving. I was, I I had climbed from preschool director at this point. Now I'm on like the senior leadership team, the directional leadership. I'm part of the decision-making team. I'm doing membership classes. I'm teaching. I'm on, I'm on stage. I'm, I'm in charge of like beach baptisms and all of these things. Like I'm where it's taken me a while to get to that point, but I made it. I was also ordained, uh, not ordained. Let me take the back. I was licensed as a pastor at that church at the time. And it was an SBC church. So Southern Baptist church, um, 20 years ago. So that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's why I clarified I was not ordained. I was licensed at this church, and so I felt like I was kind of at the prime of, woo, I've worked so hard and here I am. And like, it, you see where this is going, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a fall <laughs> coming because I'm like, yes, I'm doing all the things. I'm running in my lane. Things are awesome. And God took it all the way. Wow! And that ministry opportunity disappeared wow. for me and my husband. So our whole livelihood ended yeah. wow. um, like Devastating devastating and talk about wrecking you and trying to figure things out and sitting there with it. And I, I remember I sat on my back porch, one day and I had I had that big Bible that my mother in law gave me. Like I have a teaching Bible. <laughs> the very Bible, same one. The very same one. I have a teaching Let's Bible that I carry and take with me everywhere. It's got on my notes. But that Bible is a one of the giant life application study Bibles. Oh, yes. It's big and meaty and heavy oh, yeah. and now I can appreciate that it was expensive and and a nice gift. And I was sitting out on the back porch with that and I'm I'm crying out to God and I'm like this doesn't make any sense like we were rolling things were great we were in the zone and and just literally crying and I just remember you ever have those moments where you can you can feel him you can mm. just feel his presence and and a wind kit I'm on a covered back porch so I'm not like out in the wind I'm on a covered screened in patio with blinds down there's no wind where I'm at Okay. And a wind came and blew the pages of my Bible. I'm not, I wish this was a story. I mean, it's legit. Like this literally happened to me and it, it went to a verse. I don't even remember the verse. This is how I was so like the hairs on my arm stood up and I just started to cry. And I, you know, I read whatever it opened up to. And I just remember thinking here I was this and big, beautiful bush with all these blood buds and I was flourishing and doing all these things. And now I am literally a stick in the mud and mm-hmm. it's, it's dirty and it's gross. And you're, you wonder it, will it come back to life again? And and I'm questioning my call. I'm questioning my call to ministry. I'm questioning all those things. I didn't question God. I just was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this
1: anymore, God. Mm-hmm. And it's my place and, in all of us, Right. But yeah.
0: But then moving forward past that, seeing that that was a pruning season mm. to make me better, stronger, healthier, and and more prepared for the next season of ministry. But in that moment, it it was just isolated mm. and and lonely because on top of it, on top of all the other things, we lost all of our friends and mm. stuff from it. So it it. But God used that again. But God used that mm-hmm. in that season to. To I call these kind of seasons cocooning, where you kind of <laughs> close off all the other things and you just really lean in on to what's important. And it was time, time to take care of your family, time to take care of yourself, time to take care of your your walk. And and so I just cocooned and and leaned into my own spiritual develop, my own quiet time, my own family, and
1: and I think that's what he used to prepare me for the next ministry call. It's mm, beautiful. And in hindsight, it, you can see that. But in that moment, you're wrecked. You're broken. Yeah. You know, who am I? What am I? Is this all of waste? Mm-hmm. Did I do something to cause this? You're questioning all the things. Of course, you know, like you say, you're not questioning God or his sovereignty or his goodness. But it's like, what the heck? Where did this come from? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. And now what? <laughs> Can I get an express pass out of this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. God is, it's amazing that um, in those moments when you reframe it and be like, okay, then I'm just going to do what's in front of me. I'm just mm-hmm. going to take care of me. I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to take care of my relationship with God. I love those three things that you just focus in on, mm-hmm. that it's not all lost. Those are the three things. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So where did God take you from there? What's the end of the story? <laughs> like, <laughs> cliffhanger moment. <laughs> Over the river and through the woods. <laughs> <I> mean, he <laughs> called
0: me back into ministry at another local church in the area. And it I, it's funny because, um, as soon as I was quote unquote off the market from this other church, I I did get a few other churches reach out to me and I was like, no, no, no
1: no, more church.
0: (laughs) No, I just need time. And and he gave me that time. And, Mm -hmm. and then an opportunity. So that church was a big mega church and we were running about 14,000. It was an international multiple campuses and stuff like that. Then he called me to a church plant and we, (laughs) We're running about 90 and um, it was different. It was totally different. Mm -hmm. And they, they asked me to do kids again. And I was like, Nope, not doing that. I've already, you you saw, I climbed that ladder ladder with the other place. I don't feel that. And then, Oh man, God wrecked me again. And he's like, "Mm, well, you know, there's things that you can do. And, And that's where he really laid on my heart. Um, a for now ministry and not a forever ministry. Okay. So I can come in and do something for now. That doesn't mean that that's my forever ministry. I love kids ministry. I don't have anything against kids ministry. I think there are people that are specifically wired and created who love it, live it, breathe it and ooze it. And those are the ones that should be leading it. Mm-hmm. I am a fixer. <laughs> so I can come in and I can take what's broken and build systems and structure and strategy and volunteer teams. And then pick my replacement and get out of the way. And so that's where he really taught me to do, to lean into this idea of a for now ministry. I'm calling you to this for now. They need you. I need you. Let's go to work. And so that's what I did. Oh, so beautiful.
1: That's so cool. That's amazing.
0: And humbling. (laughs) Super (laughs) duper humbling. (laughs) Because I didn't mention, you know, the other church I was at, I had been licensed as a pastor and was being called pastor at this church also same denomination Mm -hmm. and the pastor was like, no, Mm -hmm. we're not gonna, we're not going to recognize that. So on top of not a demotion, but like after everything that I've been through, it felt like a demotion. And then I had the title identity taken away. And that's really, that's really why in, in that, in the book, I I talk about you're more than just the title you have. I lived it. I know. I wore it as a badge of honor and, and God had to really kind of shave those things off of me and go, really? Are you a pastor? Okay. That's great. What are you more? And, and had to help me get back to my identity in him and not the titles that man gave me because Mm -hmm. they're always going
1: to be fleeting Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've hinted at it a few times, but I want to dig into the, what this book is all about. Um, for context, you and I have met on Facebook. We've been Facebook friends because you host a group called Ministry Chick on I Facebook. It's it's such a lovely group to be a part of. I just oh. want to thank you so much for leading that well. i um, very grateful for that. Um, where did that start? Because I know that was kind of the precursor to your book, which we Mm -hmm. definitely will get into, but can, where did the Facebook group come from? And, and, um, and how are you seeing that grow? Well, the Facebook group actually came from Katie Cole.
0: So Katie Cole had written a book called Developing Female Leaders, uh, several years ago and, uh, had a launch group with the book. And basically the launch group, she realized that there was this need, for this mm-hmm. community. Yeah. And so it that's how it was created. Um, and then, so at the time, I think it was running about three, 400 women.
1: I was going to say, it's grown significantly uh-huh. yeah. from yes, there. it has. Uh, and <laughs> and it, then it, I joined. I didn't know who Katie Cole was. So <laughs> I joined when you were leading it. <laughs>
0: oh, that's, that's sweet. Uh, yeah, so she started it as part of this thing. And then um, I was at a conference in uh chicago and i got a phone call and it was katie and we knew each other online and we had talked and we know a lot of the same people but i didn't give her my phone number so i didn't even know like (laughs) i'm I'm sitting in this training in chicago at a very prominent church and i'm like i need to go take this phone call (laughs) so i excused myself from the training and i was like hello and so (laughs) we got to talking and, and she just said you know, this group needs a pastor shepherd and your name just keeps coming to my mind and God's laid it on my heart. And I really think it's you. Would you be interested? And, and I said, I chuckled honestly, because (laughs) I literally had just had, I was now at a church in, or the Orlando area. And I had just had a conversation with one of the executive pastors saying, I feel this call back to women's ministry, but I was, uh, director of weekend experience and communications and all of those things. And they were like, I don't know how you're going to add that. Like how, I don't Mm. know how you're going to. And I'm like, well, leaders lead and we just get stuff done. If you want to get stuff done, you ask a busy woman and we're going to get it done. (laughs) Amen. But they they said no. And I was heartbroken. And it was two weeks later that Katie called and was like, Mm -hmm. this group needs a pastor shepherd. And I think it's you. And I, so I chuckled because it was like, okay, guys, I didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, I knew you were planning this desire back on my heart, but I didn't see that coming. And so uh, when I first took over the group, it was basically to, to just help, help kind of create this community. And so that's really what I laid into. And then along the way, you know, Katie and I, uh, we've become really, really, really good friends. She is one she's, of the people that I trust and know and love that can, can speak the truth into my life in a way that that sometimes makes you go. Whoa. And then she's other times. So yes, she is oh, absolutely amazing. And so through the process, basically um, she's handed off the group to me. I'm now in charge of this amazing community a couple of years ago of, of called ministry chick it's a private facebook community and so now we're running about 3400 women from mm-hmm. all over the world who are coming in to get the resources and connections they need to thrive right. as a female leader in the church so that kind of happened and so that was years ago over the over the process and so through that Honestly, I sat down to write a completely different book. I sat oh, no. down to write a book that I have taught on, I have spoken on. It's been on my it's been on my heart for like ten years and it was all about these girlfriends and God the girlfriends and how important it is. And I have all these different types of friends that you should have and and all of these things and I kept hitting a wall with it and I I couldn't get anywhere and so in a conversation with Katie uh, (laughs) we had we had a speak the truth and love moment and she's like you are zeroed in on one thing and I I think he wants you to pull up some and pull up and look at this whole thing and when I pulled up and I started looking and I was like wait a minute these are all and then I started kind of mapping out the things that I struggled with and where I was where I had learned along the way and then I was like wait a minute (laughs) this is a little bit my story and a little bit field guide and it kind of hit on all the things. And then it turned into a conversation where she's like, you are ministry chick. So it, it needs to be called. I was like, I think it needs to, she goes, no, it definitely needs to be called. And I had already had the tagline and everything. And Mm -hmm. so it turned into ministry chick, find your community, own your leadership and take your Step." Oh my goodness.
1: It is, it is a phenomenal resource. Let me tell you. Oh, it is fantastic. And I'm excited because I'm excited to bring you on not only because you are lovely and wise and have a lot of things, but it's diverse. There's a Facebook group where people can connect with other people. You offer like webinars and training and tools. Like it's a, it's a valuable group. Then you have this book, which, um, I love that you called it a field guide because (laughs) I can get overwhelmed um, with books. I -hmm. I read for pleasure and for like, I just like to get away. And so to read something that's nonfiction, I can get overwhelmed with having to read a whole book. Mm -hmm. But I love how you describe it as a field guide where every chapter you can like, jump around in the book and find what you need and get into that and then you also have coaching so for those who are needing more um, so I want to hear about all three but let's let's focus in on the group for a moment I mean not the group let's focus in on the book for a moment and describe kind of what it is you say it matches your story but what what is the book all about
0: uh, the book, I, I call it a field guide. I, I, when I first was pitching the book and, and talking to people about, it, I said, remember those what to expect when you're expecting books? <laughs> yes. We, all had <laughs> we had them. I lived by them. I would like something was babies crying. I can't figure it out. Where, you know, where do I go? And yeah. I said, this is a, what to expect when you're a woman and you're in ministry. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how I wrote it is it, in the field guide, popping into places where you need it at that moment. And, and it's not a one and done, like you read it and you're done. My hope is it's a book that you constantly go back to because of the resources that it, it, that's in it. And I set it up strategically in two ways. The whole first section is you are more than just, and it's what I wish I knew when I started out in the ministry. And it's, you're more than just the title that you have, the skills you bring, being the token female, you know, the only female at the table, person you're married to, being married, struggle with the married in in the ministry, uh, the people that you're raising, being a mom in the ministry. And so on top of that, so that's the whole first section, then there's section two, because I'm a big fan of I I wanna talk about the problems and let's get real and uh, but I want to offer real practical solutions on, Mm -hmm. on things you can do to move forward. Like I don't want to identify a pain point and then be like, good luck. Um, (laughs) So I wanted to give you real practical solutions. So the back half of the book also, so they're in each chapter, but the back half of the book section two is you were made for more, how to move forward in your leadership development. And that's Mm -hmm. where it's time to find your community own your leadership, take your step. And then where do you go from here? And then Mm -hmm. on top of all of that, Uh, along the way, I have real ministry chick experience stories from women that are in the ministry that are doing the work, some very well-respected, loved people. You know them. Most people know who (laughs) some of these people are and they shared stories. They shared stories of of their experience, things that they bumped up from each of the chapters. And then, which is great because I didn't want it to be just me. I, I didn't want it to be just my story because if this is going to be a field guide for women in ministry, then it's got to be, it's got to fit all women in ministry. And I'm going to sidebar for a second. And that was even in the the decision of the design of the book was strategic mm. in, in the way that it wasn't super, super girly and it wasn't super, super strong, but it is strong and it is feminine. But then also I have diversity in the women. Yeah. I have different, women at different ages and stages and different uh, ethnicities and backgrounds and they're holding hands. Mm. I really, really wanted them to be united and working together. So um, that was also important for me.
1: So good. So what has been the feedback so far? Where have you seen people picking this up? Because I can see how I would use this. I'm still in the stage where that first part is your identity. I think that's an ongoing conversation in my mm-hmm. in, in my life and I think in people's lives. And I'm curious to hear what are some of the stories that you've heard back from people in whether it's your group or, or from the book?
0: Uh, it's, I think the most, there's been some, amazing, amazing stories or people. I actually talked to a woman in Canada and she's like, I don't like you. I didn't like (laughs) reading it. I threw it across the room. I wanted to burn it. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Thanks. And she's like, then I kept going. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then she said, i read the whole book. And then I read it again. And it, it is exactly what I needed. And she said it was so good and so timely that after I read it, I gave it to my pastor, and he read it, and mm. I was like, "Oh, that is amazing!" And so, wow. hearing, hearing that, it rubbed, it rubbed a little bit, yeah, and, and it, it just—it's it, not—it's not, it's not a—and I can be a rah-rah, go Jesus, fun, fun. It is, but it's not light and fluffy. I, I, mm-hmm. I am encouraging, and I can be funny and and well, just some of the things that I do are just ridiculous. So I, I'm I'm not afraid to laugh at myself, but I want you to learn from my mistakes. But then seeing yeah. that people are starting to do it with their teams and right. I've got churches contacting me now that are wanting to take their teams through it. I've got, I've, I've had, I've had men reach out and, and they're leading women on their teams and they're like, I'm going to read this book. And I, it is a chick book. I mean, it says Ministry Chick. And then to know that men are reading it and that they are learning and wanting to learn and, and wanting to grow in, in how they communicate and just in the awareness of what the, the female leaders on their staff are struggling mm-hmm. with or deal with is beautiful and mm. incredible and
1: humbling. So, so humbling. Mm. I love that. People are seen they're validated. They see themselves in your story, but they're also equipped and, and you're, you're giving people next steps. You're giving mm-hmm. people, okay, how, you know, like you said, those practical hit the ground, you know, tools and that people are taking this on to learn as a community, like their, their leadership. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I yeah. love that.
0: Yeah. That's really
1: really exciting.
0: Well, and I forgot to mention this when we were talking a little bit ago, but not only are those real ministry chick experience stories in there, so there's 14 of those. There's 65 other women who have contributed and they oh. they're called chick chat. And so <laughs> these little chick chats are practical tips from women that are in the ministry all over the world from the ministry chick group. So on each section there's some chick chat tips. That's hard to say fast. (laughs) Um, in each one that are like, here's what I do. Here's what I do. Have you thought about this? Or Mm -hmm. this has really helped. And and those were like "Ah, gold for me because I was like, that's so good because I didn't think about that. And here now it's another layer of resourcing at your hand. That's why I think it's a field guide that you can kind of go back to. What do I do about this? Or how can Mm -hmm. I get my kids involved? Or how can I, how can I balance being the only woman at the table. And it's just that good. I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I'm not saying my words are that good. I'm saying with the women that are sharing. Yes. The collective of us, we're better together, working together in collaboration and not competition
1: is remarkable. Oh it, and it's refreshing. I think it's a unique approach. Um, and that's where I'm moving in care ministries. Okay, how can collective, how can we together support and build each other so that we can support and build the kingdom? And I think it's just a beautiful and refreshing way to approach ministry. Mm -hmm. And I love that you are offering that for women in in leadership and women in ministry. It is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. If people wanted to connect with you, if they're curious about the group and want to read the book, we're going to have all those links on the show notes. Um, And then people, you also have coaching. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Yes. So I'm mostly focused on women in ministry. It's, obviously my thing. And so, uh, I tell people uh, there's, there's three things I love. I love Jesus, my family, and Disney. Sometimes they're in different orders. Um, but we're going to have, I I like to have fun, but like I said, I like to have practical solutions. And so I want to come alongside women in ministry that are stuck, that are struggling, that are really kind of wrestling with, either their leadership development or transitions or how to handle certain situations and making the action plan, because we've got places to go. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, we don't need to be stuck where we are. We can, we can move forward. And, and that's really that whole part of the, the last bullet point on the book was take your step. It's like, let's go. Cause we yeah. need, we need strong female leaders doing what God called and create them to do in health and wholeness. Mm-hmm. In the church, in the community, in the nonprofit
1: world, in in wherever God has them. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm all. I'm all in. I'm. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look back and you think about okay, where you came from as you know a young young woman, new family, just discovering Jesus and and this early path into ministry, and and look back at you know, what the, the questions you had or the struggles that you had and the identity. Okay, where are you, God? And am I equipped? Am I the right person for this? If you can go back and send yourself a voicemail or an email, what would you, what would you say to your previous self?
0: Oh, this is a good question. I, I think I would go back and tell myself, um, you are who he created you to be. And and be okay with that, and and stop trying to be everything to everybody. the The season as a pastor's wife kind of really messed with me a little bit, and 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 then as a get it done girl, I, I went straight to work on let's fix all the things. And if you're in ministry and you're listening, you know you can't fix all the things, and you're never going to get everything done on your list. And so there's always going to be this to do list, and so I just kept driving and pushing and driving and pushing and, and it's not healthy. And so I think I would go back and tell myself you are who God created you to be. And you're more than enough first. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also tell myself to start counseling a lot sooner than I did. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it, I talk about it in the book. I, I say the three people that you want on your side are, are coaches, counselors, and comrades, the women in the trenches with you. Um, that's another whole thing. I, I definitely would do that. And <laughs> <laughs> and um and to make sure that I'm I'm rooted and grounded in him and not in my to-do list. Mm-hmm. So good.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your resources. And I hope people join the group and get that book because it's phenomenal. Aw, thank you, friend. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening. Being a woman in ministry can be really challenging, and it doesn't seem to matter if you grew up in church like myself or started as an adult like Melissa, but it also can be incredibly, incredibly rewarding. God created you with unique gifts and perspectives, and it's time to lead in, or as my grandma would say, use your gifts unto the Lord without fear or pride. You're definitely going to want to check out Melissa's book and perhaps even join the Ministry Chick Facebook group. If you're in there, make sure you tag me. Say hi. I'm there too. All links and resources are in the show notes at hopemadestrong.org episode 80. And if you want to be reminded when an episode goes live, make sure you follow. Thanks for connecting. Take care.